Good morning. Got a question for you. How many of you have ever had a hero in your life? Now I'm talking a real hero. Talking about somebody who has had a profound impact on your life. Somebody that still their, their influence affects you today. Well, I want to welcome you this morning. Thanks for taking the time and coming on the call. I promise you it'll be the best 10 minutes that you'll spend today. Over the next nine minutes, we're going to talk about how you can be a hero in your own life. As many of you know, my heroes have always been cowboys, right? My heroes have always been cowboys because they always did the right thing. They they jumped in. They helped people. They they Sometimes it wasn't the popular thing to do, and it would have been much easier to do, take a lesser road. But they always did what was right. They saved the day whenever possible. Well, my heroes are cowboys. And my beautiful wife and I spent our, celebrated our 16th wedding anniversary this past week, last Friday. And she got me a book that I just absolutely was thrilled about called Good Old Cowboy Stories. And I sat down and over the next 24 hours, I devoured this book and read every every story in it. And it was very cool because, you know what, it motivated me and inspired me, again, even more so, to be a hero, to look for opportunities to serve people. And so it was thrilling and it was exciting and I was so grateful for her. And one of the stories in the book talked about in 1924, long time after the cowboys were traditionally moving cattle from Texas out west, a young man by the name of Merritt Halloway actually owes his life to a good horse and his 16-year-old brother, Halsey. You see, in 1924, in the winter, there was a huge epidemic in Oregon. Measles and scarlet fever were both at, at that epidemic level. Well, and most of the kids there in Oregon had either one or the other. Well, Merritt, unfortunately, had both. And so, as he came down with both of these, they had called a doctor from a, a nearby nearby town that came and watched as Merritt's condition worsened. The doctor had called about a serum that was in another town. And it had been a particularly hard winter, and the roads were bad. Automobiles weren't able to get through. The trains were available, but not reliable. You see, and a horse with a sled was one option, but a horse by itself without a sled was definitely the fastest way to go. And so it was decided that his 16-year-old brother, Halsey, the volunteered to make the run to take care of and go and get this serum from a neighboring town. So like most, like most boys at that age, they'd been trained and had that fearless and wild ability to ride and, and do what they needed to do. And so Halsey knew there was only one horse in town that would be available to, to make this kind of a trip and make it happen. And it was a seven-year-old gelding, semi-outlaw, who'd never been completely tamed. 
And once the telephone call had come through and confirmed that the serum was there and waiting, it was decided that Halsey would leave immediately because he was, Merritt had gone into a coma and it was determined that he would not make it through the night without that serum. So his 16 year old brother Halsey mounts this outlaw horse that's strong, got the speed, mounts him and heads for this town. 30 miles away. Halsey running, absolutely taking no, no care for what would happen, going as fast as he could go, makes a 60-mile round trip on the dead run and arrives back home with the serum at 2 a.m. in the morning. The doctor injected the serum. Merritt was, was saved. He pulled through. Merritt owes his life. He had some heroes. He owed his life to his heroes. The doctor, for knowing about the serum and being able to take care of him. Halsey, for being a 16-year-old brother that would, that would go to that length, dangerous, riding at night, full speed, an outlaw horse. His mother, for holding him all night and keeping him comfortable and taking care of him. A horse that was able to rise to the occasion. Well, you know, today we're not asked to chase bad guys or herd cattle from Texas to out west. We're not asked to do those things. But yet today we have many opportunities to be heroes in our own lives. My wife gave me a poem years ago that has that I've really hung on to and it's really touched my heart and still does to this day and I wanted to share that with you it's called to any little boy's father there are little eyes upon you and they're watching night and day there are little ears that quickly take in everything you say there are little hands all eager to do everything you do and a little boy who's dreaming of the day he'll be like you you're the little fellow's idol you're the wisest of the wise. In his little mind about you, no suspicions ever rise. He believes in you devoutly, holds that you say and do. He will say and do in your way when he's grown up just like you. There's a wide-eyed little fellow who believes you're always right. And his ears are always open and he watches day and night. You're setting an example every day in all you do. For the little boy who's waiting to grow up and be like you. You know, there are so many people, not just our children, but so many people in our lives that look to us. The fact that you're on this call and that you're wanting to do things right and start your week off right means that you're aware and conscious of doing good things. And so people around you look to see. Trust me, they see you. They know what you do and how good you are and what you want to become and what you stand for. You know, there's so many people that we can be heroes to, whether it be our kids, our neighbors, uh, the youth today. Some of you work with the youth on a regular basis. And it's huge. It's so ter ter terribly important that we be a good example to our youth because people watch us. They're always watching us. A couple of years ago, I was very, very blessed to 
do an event with a group called TAPS, which is stands for Tragedy Assistance Program for Survivors. When a soldier is killed, TAPS are the first ones that are called in to take care of the spouse and the children as a soldier dies. What a tremendous organization. And I got the opportunity to do a sibling retreat because nobody pays much attention to the siblings. It's always the spouse and the kids. And these siblings have a great deal of pain. And I was blessed to give them a ranch experience where they did some activities. Uh, they did calf roping. They did goat dressing. They were able to shoot some guns. And we did horseback rides with them. And we spent an entire day and had dinner that night. And this morning as I thought about this and I pulled out a card, a thank you card that they sent me at the end. And as I read people's comments again and brought those back, it brought a tear to my eye. Because to many of these people, I was able to be a hero to help them work through some things. And little did I know how much it would mean to them. To me, I was busy with the mechanics of making things happen. So we need to be very, very careful on what we do. We can either be a hero or a villain. Which will you be today? How will you show up in society today? Hero or villain? I want to challenge you today to look for opportunities to be a hero in somebody's life. Help someone that is in need of help. Look for opportunities to serve. And I know if you do, your life will be blessed and you'll be happier than you have been in a long, long time. And in closing, I want you to remember one thing. When you ride with this cowboy, you'll never ride alone. Thanks for listening. Take care. Happy trails. We'll see you next week.